0: what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the i'm getting there podcast it's your host michael booth and today i am here with first time guest on the show comedian and producer of the cougars on the loose comedy show it is priya Gayadine. it was cool to have priya on the show to talk about her starting comedy which i thought was interesting going from zoom at first to doing open mics in person shows in person Um, and then also just how her show got started and we also talk about some current event stuff. And this was just a fun episode. So go follow Priya at Flawed and Fabulous on Instagram. And also, if you could do me a favor and follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod, I will make sure to tag Priya in the Instagram post when I upload the episode. And if you can hit the link in the bio, subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Amazon what's the other one that people use a lot pocket cast or whatever or I don't know Google play all of them dude just go subscribe dude you know what I mean go subscribe so that when an episode drops dude we get a little notification you see my little face on the logo dude I'm like yo my guy come listen to me dude so just you know subscribe to the pod and if you and if you're on Apple or Spotify listening to this podcast and you have not rated or left a review for the podcast, please do so. Hit the stars. Type some good feedback in there for me. And I uh, appreciate all the people that have done that so far. It's been really nice to see. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Priya.
1: I wanted to ask you about i was talking to px last episode uh about your show that i keep seeing online and i wanted to just first say that i think it's really cool to like take a show and make it where the venue isn't like uh, set like it seems like you have this kind of show that is like a theme, but it's happening kind of on all these different venues, which I think is like a really cool idea. And I wanted to know, like, uh, is that something that you kind of just like, came, like, is it something that just came about like with other people or were you just like, you know, I'm going to do, I want to do this type of show. I want to have like all these awesome ladies doing comedy with me together. Like how exactly did you kind of, you know, how did it come to be, I guess?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I started comedy about two years ago. Um, yeah, May 9th was my two year anniversary of comedy. And, um, when I started, I struggled to find, um, comedy shows and outlets that kind of were telling my story or were doing comedy material that I could Mm -hmm. relate to. Um, even when I wanted to research comedies uh, com- comedians online or find comedy specials to watch, it's mostly men. And so, um, I used to go to an open mic. Um, not very far from where I live. And, um, I said to the host that, you know, what well, you should do a, a show, you know, maybe mm-hmm. featuring, uh, mature female comedians, you know, and he said, Oh, that was a great idea. And, uh, we found a spot and, um, and then he, he was like, what would we call the show? And I was like, yeah, how about Cougars? something to do with yeah. Cougars? And we brainstormed a little bit. And I said, well, how about calling it Cougars on the Loose? And then um, he knew most of the comedians that originally started the show with me. Um, and we had them on the show. We did a small bar not far from where I live. And it was a hit. And um, I just thought it was gonna be a one-off thing and then it just kind of grew out of out of there and it became a regular thing. And um, so, yeah, we've just been taking it to different venues around the Bay, sometimes out of state. Um, I think what draws people to the show is the theme and the relatability of the material yeah. and um, the fact that we are uh, mature female comedians and we've lived a lot of life, so we have a lot to say about that. Um, and I think that's what our our audience likes. So um, I had thought it was just going to be at one spot, um, one location, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still hoping to find a permanent home for the show in the Bay. Um, it's been a challenge uh, with COVID and everybody trying to get back into the swing of things and trying to find a good venue that... Um, has everything that we're looking for you know a nice stage good lighting uh accessible all those types of things and so that's i'm sure also too Um,
1: like wanting to have it in like a neutral location for for all of you you know somewhere that we're because i know like you said like you're all like you all have, have kids or you're all you know doing things like you have to make sure that it's you know it's not like way out of the way for somebody you know i i imagine that could be tough exactly
2: yeah yeah The comedians come from all over. So trying to find a central location is tough. But for right now, it's been working. Um, Some venues really like the idea of the show and um, want us there. So we recently did a show at the Comedy Spot in Sacramento, which was a lot of fun. Big audience. Yeah. A great venue. Uh, We'll hopefully be be going back there soon. We'll be back at Tommy T's um, next month. Uh, which is also nice. a great venue, and the show was really well received there. So, um so it'll be a traveling show for now until we again, until we can find a good spot for us to sort of hunker down and make it our make it well, our Well, that's own.
1: cool. Like it's, and I'm sure that I mean I kind of said this to PX too, but I'm sure like it's got to be fun to to do shows with a group like that in different places, but be the same group because I imagine like I imagine you've gotten to know these these other comics pretty well, but also. I'm sure that there's been some great material or some great, like, uh, some great, you know, like handoffs on stage and things like that, that kind of make it, you know, just a great experience overall.
2: Yeah. Sometimes the, the, the show and depending on who we have on the lineup, but we, we have really great chemistry and, uh, the material flows really well and we get great energy from the audience and it's, um, it's a really exciting show. Um, and when we're all still getting to know each other, um, what's been nice is we've we've done uh, a show out of state where some of us went to oh, Vegas, cool. and so we got to put a little bit of time together there. Going up to SAC was also nice because um, one of the comedians and I shared a uh, we room together, so we get to know each other that way. Um, and just by continually working with the kind of the same group of comedians, you get to know their personality and where they fit Mm -hmm. in the lineup, like who's better at opening, for example, or who's better at featuring and who's better at um, headlining and, um, you get to
1: know their material and their style. Some are more blue, some are clean, some are in between. uh, I've seen some of the, some of the comics you have on the, on the show are so funny. Like I, uh, like Susan and and Nina and yeah. And Nicole and like the whole, yeah. It's just like to be a person uh, that like sees all these comics perform like at mics and shows, you know, like spread out throughout the area. It's like, it's even appealing to somebody like myself, you know, who's, who's also, you know, trying to do comedy as well. Cause you're like, Oh, these are all such great, like, like ladies all in one show together. Yeah. Like, wow. Like that's gotta yeah. be, it's just gotta be like, yeah, it's gotta be fun. Like uh,
2: it is, it's a lot of fun and it's nice that we're kind of being recognized as the Cougars as um, as we all kind of move individually around the Bay and mm-hmm. develop comedy. Um, people recognize us as the Cougars on the loose. So that's kind of fun. And so I hope I can continue to grow the brand and um, we can continue to do more really cool shows across the Bay.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I think I'm going to be putting this episode out next week. Uh, do you know, or do you have like some dates for maybe some of the next, or is there some like kind of uh, in line for that people can go check out or get tickets
2: to? Yeah. So our website is the Cougar comedy collective, uh, www.cougarcomedycollective And I post most of the shows there. Our next show will be at um, Summer Bar and Lounge on June 9th. Uh, we've been doing a regular monthly show there. Uh, we're trying to grow the presence there because it's a new bar. So uh, mm-hmm. not a lot of people know about it, but uh, we would love to have people to come and see the show there. And then on June 23rd, we will be at Tommy T's and I'm um, working with a couple new venues to hopefully get a couple of new shows coming up. Oh, awesome. In July.
1: Hell yeah. Um, well, you guys, go see the show because all the comics on the show are awesome and it's i think it's rare to find a show like this where it is like a full uh like lineup of like funny women like you don't see i mean like it, it like it like it is unless it's like a theme like this you know like it's like it, it's not it's kind of like a rare to it's kind of rare thing so it's like unique in itself too so yeah like go check that show out for sure um I wanted to, another question I wanted to kind of ask you because I know that you said you you started comedy a uh, a few years ago. Um is there something like since I feel like it's uh you know like everybody's path is different. Like I started when I was I started when I was 25 and I was just like I moved to California. I, I always wanted to. There was no opportunities for me some other place. Like how is the how is like the the path to like I want to do stand up like like for you like how where did that kind of like happen like what was there like a switch in your head or is it something you kind of always wanted to pursue or like is it just you were like Fuck it or <laughs>
0: yeah
2: i think i mean i've always been a funny person by nature naturally funny um And I've always been told that I should do stand-up. I never had the courage to do it uh, before. And uh, when the pandemic hit in 2020 and I was stuck at home by myself with my son, I was going crazy. (laughs) And basically, I had to find something to prevent me from needing bail money. And so... My friend was doing some virtual open mics and I thought if there's any time to start stand up, it's probably now because doing it over Zoom, the chance that, you know, the fear of rejection is much lower than trying to do it in person.
1: And and like the the environment is a little more forgiving, I feel like.
2: (laughs) So I wrote some mediocre jokes and um, they landed. People laughed and um, it just kept going. You know, I kept writing. I kept doing Zoom shows. And for the first year, I did mostly Zoom. I think I may have had one or two in-person but it, um, mics, but I didn't think I was on any shows. And then I did my first show, I think, um, in June or July of 2021 when I started to do in-person. Oh, nice. Uh,
1: and, and is that, yeah, it's just is that up in the it. Bay Area? Or that, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's just been, yeah, mostly in the Bay area. Uh, We've done a show in Vegas, um, and uh, we may be going to Chicago in the summer. We'll see if that works out. Um, You know, so it's just, um, a lot of it is based on our schedules because we all have lives and kids and stuff like that and other things. So, um, you know, we're truly trying to to build our presence here in the Bay so that when we do take the show to other places, it's already got, a following and a, it's already got visibility, you know.
1: Yeah. And so those first shows, those first shows that you're doing back um, in 2021. Like, did you get a chance to do, like, any – there was some awesome, like, outdoor kind of stuff or, like, uh, um, like a parking lot anything? Like, did you get to yeah, do any did, of that? We've
2: done shows everywhere, you know. Um, we've, we've mostly done dive bars. Um, I think that's where everybody kind of starts out in yeah, comedy. Yeah. And um, so we did shows in dive bars. We've done shows um, outside. Um, we did have a very successful sold-out show at the Alameda Comedy Club, which was in their outdoor space. Um, oh, we also did a successful show uh, at the Concord Tap House in Concord, um, which was really well received. Uh, I like that place. I've Tease. actually
1: I've been there. That's a, yeah, that's a fun it's little a nice, place.
2: It's a nice little fun place. Um, Tommy Tees was also well attended. Um, so we've had some very good shows. Uh, the show in Sacramento was well attended as well. So there's definitely we've, there's definitely a, we, I think we've been able to do, you know, show proof of concept with this. with this show with this theme and it's definitely got a market and there's interest in it. And, um, yeah, it's just trying to build it. Um, you know,
1: I'm curious about too, like you said, you started on zoom. Um, was there some stuff like our material that you were able to take from zoom and kind of, uh, bring it to like the, the mics and shows that you started doing like in person? Like I, yeah, when I I started
2: writing, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, in some of the, some of the material I wrote, I did write well, like I did have good joke structure around it, but I didn't really know that that's what it was (laughs) until I started taking some comedy classes and learning about joke structure. Okay. So, um, now I've been going through, you know, my old jokes, even though I haven't been doing this very long and sort of rewriting them and, um, you know, looking, finding the funny in them and, um, also, just just for my life and my daily experiences. Yeah,
1: I I had somebody else on on that started in and uh, in, during the pandemic in Zoom and then went to the stage. And I was I just find it interesting because it's just it's for for basically everybody else it was like the opposite, you know. And so I was just like I feel like you the like you get feedback on Zoom, but it's not like the same or as much feedback I feel like you would get in person. So I, yeah I was just like curious how that material you know if it, if it made it out into the in-person stuff or if you're you know you try it you try it out there and you're like oh this is not getting the reaction it got on zoom like maybe right, I should. <laughs> right.
2: well you know i think what i learned is like the delivery of the material on zoom is different than uh, delivery of your material in person you know you can you can be a little bit slower and take more beats when you're doing your material on zoom because you know you, you your your the uh, the elements that you're faced are, are different you know like it's like different than when you're faced with in, in real per, in real or in person you know yeah you you may there may be a delay in the delivery of your material on zoom or somebody's got a bad connection you may have to wait for a laugh or you know mostly the time you're looking at a bunch of um you know, people who, who've got their camera off and their mic off, and so <laughs> you're not sure whether you're getting a laugh or not. You know, and then you find <laughs> in person, and then it doesn't land, and you're like, mm, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. That reminds me of the uh, there was a parking lot show in Santa Cruz uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and a lot of people for the laughter they would just turn their their flat their headlights on and off. And there was there was one uh, one time where it was raining.
0: And
1: you could sometimes people would roll their window down, or they'd stand outside their car. So you'd have, it felt like you had some in person feedback. But when everybody was in their car in the rain and they're, they're like, you're just you're just you're, I was trying to see faces to just like uh-huh. see that connection, but I was just, it was just it's just the windshield wipers. So I was like, oh man, this is <laughs> this is rough. Like, <laughs> That's rough, man. That's rough. Um. so I could totally feel like I only did Zoom, I think, a couple times. But yeah, I, there was some people that. The camera was off, but that you could hear them, or like same like it was just nothing at all. Yeah. and it was like I like this isn't a I'm not a I'm not a movie like I'm not a yeah. <laughs> this isn't Hulu. I don't know. <laughs> kind of need yeah, you exactly. to, to do this.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're you might get. Um, I mean, I did shows, I did Zoom shows with like forty to hundred people, but you were actually. Playing to about half of that, right? Because half of those people are really actually watching and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what I learned over Zoom, it's like important to keep your screen in begging gallery view because while you're not getting a laugh, you might get a nod or a smile or a raise of an eyebrow or something. And like that was a way I could I could start to of think, okay, I think that joke has potential. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it's just like in the room too. Like if you're, you're standing yeah. looking around, like somebody, you could always tell when someone's like looking at you and they, they're giving you so much attention. Like you feel like right. you kind of you pan more mm-hmm. towards them. Yeah. and than... I always try to too, like the people that are are talking or just looking at them while they're talking. Right. It's like it's like it's like, uh, like a teacher used to do that to me all the time. Like I remember, I yeah. wouldn't say anything, but just the look. If I got the look, right. I was like, oh shit yeah <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah that's just that's interesting just uh you know and I feel it's kind of still going too like there's I see like a couple of zoom shows here and there like I think yeah that...
2: some people are still doing it and I think that's great you know um i don't I don't think it's gonna um, completely go away right now I think um, there's still a market for for zoom shows because some people are just not comfortable going out. <laughs>
1: Or, like, people are – they're able to – the ability to bring people from all different places into one show, I think, is what makes it kind of stay around, too. I've seen, like, people from the East Coast hopping on shows that are, like, based uh, over here and things like that, Mm -hmm.
2: too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's good that it gives gives people that opportunity to participate in comedy, even if they're not able to leave their homes for some reason or don't feel comfortable being out in public yet, you know?
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it's still I was seeing some stuff today that there's some like there's some people are stressing that, you know, we should we should be masking up uh, for for the time being because there's Mm. kind of another wave of of cases. And I I'm wondering, too, like how like I know that we recently kind of said you don't have to do it in airports anymore. And I wonder I wonder just how much of that has like a, a correlation to possible, you know. I mean it just seems like if you full if we fully let it go, it's gonna this is gonna happen, but then also at the same time, when I see right. things like we should mask, it's like it's too like year three now, I'm like,
2: yeah,
1: for, yeah I, 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 I like i'll do rude. it I'll do it in like a uh like I still wear it in like a super crowded I keep one on me, still wear them in like super crowded spaces just because I'm yeah. still still a little nervous, but right. I don't know, it just feels. At this point, it's like at your own risk, I feel like, is the main message. It's...
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think um, the more people get vaccinated, um, the risk becomes uh, lower. And even if we do get another wave, it's not going to be um, the same. It's not going to have the same sort of um, potency as the, as the first two waves when mm-hmm. we had no kind of protection for ourselves, right? Um, viruses yeah. over time will will um will eventually just come weak, right um and so they the more you're um protected your, your your immunity the less possibility there is for it to replicate because you've got some sort of protection so we yeah. probably will see outbursts again but i i suspect it will be mostly in the um unvaccinated populations
0: i have
1: some i have some current events that i want to pull up too uh, just some stuff that I thought was funny. Uh, this one's not exactly current, but I thought that this was funny and maybe relatable. Um, this uh, four-year-old, four-year-old cartoon fanatic. Uh, he's just like really into SpongeBob. Um, he accidentally bought like three grand worth of SpongeBob popsicles on Amazon with his mom's, <laughs> with his mom's, uh, uh, I think her credit card. And just to put it in perspective for people listening, the article says it has 51 cases. Oh my of, God.
0: <laughs> of
1: SpongeBob popsicles. I think it's a total of 900 and this is 918. And uh, like, like, has that ever? Have you ever had like an experience like that? Like, is I because I imagine that's so scary. Like, especially with technology, like your your kid having access to like being able to buy stuff with your just touching, just tapping your phone. Like that would send oh, me yeah. into like a panic all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. My son has bought some, some movies and stuff on Apple TV and Amazon prime. And I had to immediately put the, the parent protection <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff on there. Cause I'm like looking at get these notifications on my phone. And I'm like, I didn't order these movies. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: when I was younger, I thought that if you deleted a game, that it didn't count and then you didn't have to pay for it <laughs> and this is like on og like flip phones like when they wow. had to pay like i don't know if like five or six bucks per and i remember just downloading all these games yeah um, and it wasn't even it was just on my mom's phone i was just like downloading right. relentlessly and just getting torn up for it because i was like oh i thought but i deleted them it doesn't have it anymore just like, it doesn't yeah. matter
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just can't imagine <laughs> three like uh, I guess the article blew up because she put a GoFundMe out. It was like right. hey, can you help can you guys can you guys help me out? Like my son. And that's just that's like time sensitive too. Like those are popsicles. It's not right. yeah. you know, it's, it's not, not a movie can, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't imagine
2: fifty-one cases of popsicles wow. shoved to your house. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and those are just, uh, yeah,
2: that's, the ones with that's... the
1: gumball eyes too. Oh
2: gosh! <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I just thought I thought that was I thought that was great. I also saw this. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know about this. The everybody's talking about the Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard yeah. case. Uh, the petition to get her removed from. Aquaman, I think, is at four million. Wow! And I saw something that said they should have Johnny Depp play her character in yeah. Aquaman, <laughs> and I 100% endorse it because I think it would be, it would be the best Aquaman. Like, right? <laughs> right. I just, I like he could totally wear with- the wig and wear the like the dress. I don't know what she's wearing with this like it's like like scales dress yeah. or something. Yeah, I could, I could see it.
2: Yeah, I like that. I saw something on the on Facebook that said Johnny Depp is probably the only one that could use an Amber Alert right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that stuff. Uh, and in the, it looks like there's, I think the, it's like six hundred over six hundred thousand new signatures on the. There's another petition that they want to bring him back for Pirates of the Caribbean, which I think he kind of said, like.
2: Yeah, I think he kind of nixed that.
1: Yeah, after the way they treated him and stuff, he's just like, right. I don't. I don't know, but I do. Th- yeah, yeah. I just thought that was hilarious to see, like Jason Momoa <laughs> with Johnny. That I, I would be that would be great. Like, I mean, <laughs> Captain be...
2: Sparrow and Aquaman <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, he could totally play it like Jack Sparrow, and it would be great. Like, I don't right. think we, nobody would care. Like, he doesn't. Right, yeah. He's not going to try to like recreate her character. Although it would be <laughs> funny if he did and like did a better job. Like, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and then yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't know. It's just. I. They said they're gonna. They removed her. Her time in the movie now is like just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean is the couple minutes for, for the storyline? Like, is it, right. Is it, is it it really for the storyline or is it just,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know on that one. I just, (laughs) the pic, the image of Johnny Depp was just too funny. I was like, I gotta share that. (laughs) Um, and then where'd it go? I found this other, this other thing here. Oh no! I might have closed out on it.
2: I saw one that was really funny today. Oh, Um, go
1: ahead. Yeah, go ahead and share. I think it was
2: on the on the um, New York Times. Um, uh, An Indian an Indian parent Indian couple was um, wants to sue their son and uh, his wife for not giving them grandchildren yet. pretty funny <laughs> the caption is even, like how would you Yeah, even... the caption is like they're not even they're not thinking about us
1: <laughs> that is funny and also i just i can't imagine yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like here you clearly have this much extra f- finite like your your resources you know the the yeah. ability like you'd have to be able to <laughs> i'm just immediately right. trying to think of like how would you even if I was the son, I'd be like, "How would you even people, prove this?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> people, you know, they could be, the the whole purpose of marriage is to just continue the lineage, right? And reproduce, mm-hmm. reproduce. <laughs> so.
1: Well, I saw some it's, stuff. It was interesting. Like the I don't know if you've seen the graph, like the population or like reproduction. They have a graph of like it's like replacement rate, I guess, mm-hmm. is what it's called. And there's like a line of like like one person being born every time somebody dies essentially and i saw this like we've just kind of been going like the lines right here and we've kind of been like this and then recently it's just like a big right yeah yeah and i think that's
2: that's pretty um yeah it is it's um most of the developed countries fertility rates are going down but in the um underdeveloped companies fertility rates are going up so global, global population is growing but not um developed countries are contributing to that growth. It's It's like
1: disproportionate to like under kind of under more underdeveloped, like
2: not like like first
1: world kind of. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is interesting because I mean, like obviously there's a lot of external factors in the past few years, but even before Mm -hmm. that it was still declining. And I mean, I think, There's a lot to say about it because, like, personally, like for myself, like I'm, I'm kind of in that boat of like I don't, I'm on the fence. Like I don't really know if I want to, like, I don't know if I have one of my own. Like I could totally be like I always joke about like how awesome it would be, like being a stepdad is like the, it's like sick. Like that's the kind (laughs) of the route I want to go. But I also just think like, it is just a lot, and I think a lot of people don't really consider how much or maybe more people are considering how much actually goes into it
2: right
0: uh,
1: as opposed to some others that may have been maybe not so forward thinking i don't know yeah right right it's hard to say it's weird yeah there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into that i feel like it's it's and there's like i have so many i know so many friends that are having kids and they're like Mm -hmm. getting married and stuff so it's like yeah, it's, like you said, it's just probably happening here and or happening other places and not as much yeah. here. Yeah. That's.
2: <clears throat> well, I think here we just have more opportunity to prioritize other things in our lives than people do in other parts of the world, right? So and um, the... we delay mm-hmm. uh, having kids much longer, I think, than maybe other people in other parts of the world. Well, and on... there's cultural factors too, you know? I mean, uh, the United States, is um, you know, just different culturally from, you know, say Spain or Brazil or other countries where um that uh idea of a traditional family unit still exists, right? So
1: Yeah. And like like leaving your family to pursue your own personal things is like looked at looked at yeah. it's very right. negatively. Yeah. Uh and I feel like too like you said like with America, we also there's so much uh like the realization of like one's self is like such a priority in all of
2: mm-hmm. yeah, all of, like
1: things. Like I, I definitely fall into that too. Like I, right. I'm always like, Oh man, I want to do this. I'm always just thinking about, you know, like stuff I want to do. And, and then you're like, Oh yeah. Like if you, like you have to, you have to like actively, I think forward think of like wanting to like create that family life for yourself. If, right. Right. Yeah. It, it's the, like, I don't know. It's, like I've, the, the friends that I've seen do it, they, and like have a family and stuff, like even like they feel like it's, they're looked at as like, what are you doing? Why are you, are he? and I've kind of say that to my friends too. So, I mean, it's mostly in jo- like joking, but like, I'm always like, I'm always like, yeah, what's up? like, I call my friend grandpa, even though he's like my my age, Yeah, I just call him grandpa because he's a dad already. And it's just like. I'm like, dude, I just like you realize how much you disconnect from the world, you know, like uh, when I was looking for current events for this, like for this episode, even I was thinking I was like, you know, I wonder, you know, like, like what I'm looking at as like, you know, like a 29 year old white guy, I'm trying to think of like current events, stuff I find funny. I'm like, yeah, it's not i have right. to, I'm, Like I can't just like be like, oh, like what do you think of what do you think of uh Tom Brady's new thing? What do you think of this? Like I can't just rattle all like you're not you're gonna be like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just that that perspective shift. Uh. And like, it help it helps with comedy stuff too. I feel like. Sure. Um, Absolutely.
2: Um, and... Yeah. Most of my stuff is revolves around being a parent and being a single mom and my kid and. Um, all the trials and relations that go around
1: that <laughs> trying to communicate that experience to,
2: yeah.
1: like, to like a, just like a sample size of randomness. You right. Know? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: do you feel like, uh, do you okay. feel like sometimes it's like you get, like do you feel like sometimes it's a little more difficult to connect because of that also like I feel like it's like it's like a double-edged almost like where you're like I have this unique experience that's that like I can connect you with but also being like I guess hmm like uh I don't know like um because I feel like a lot of comedy audiences like sometimes it's like the the age difference. I don't know. Like there's like, I feel like sometimes I'm doing comedy. I do. Yeah.
2: Some I mean, some shows that I do with a younger crowd um, may not um, connect with my comedy as much as with um, a crowd that was more mixed or more my age, you know? So I do face that a lot of younger kids um, or the millennials, as they're known, you know, um, they might not, um, get some of my references because maybe they're a little bit too old for them, you know? So um, yeah, I've always got to be conscious of sort of, you know, incorporating um, relevant stuff in my material so that it can relate to a wide audience, you know?
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's tough too. Cause it's like really making you think outside of yourself mm-hmm. and like really trying to understand like a different, you know like a different uh just a totally different perspective right and i think a lot of the time too like in order to connect in order for like the like in order to really appreciate someone's comedy you kind of have to follow them on that journey of like this is their experience like it's like it's a show and tell of like their story and their thought process right and like their um their journey yeah and it's like there's just so many different so many different uh yeah, just like I, I I like I truly can get lost thinking about it all the time. Like I just like say a joke and somebody will come up to me after and be like I really liked that part of it and you're like I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about like that part. Right. Like, that wasn't the funny part of what I was, but it's like right. for some reason it connected with them, you know. You're yeah, are like right. what the heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um well, I just want to say like this has been um this has been really cool. I want like thank you again for doing this uh and i want to just like go ahead right now and like shout out your like social medias again like uh you know where can people go to follow and find those shows that we were talking about um and you know any other shows besides cougars on loose any shows you got coming up like, yeah i'll be
2: at comedy oakland next saturday um and then on the 27th i'll be at a brewer- brewery gig in uh, san jose and then June 1st, I think I'm in another show uh, in Paso Robles
1: um, oh, nice. down
2: there. So, yeah, i got quite a few shows coming up. Um, again, you can go on to uh, Cougar, Cougar Comedy Collective.com to see upcoming shows uh, for Cougars on the Loose. Uh, we'll be at Summer Bar and Lounge on June 9th, which is in Oakland, and then uh, June 23rd at Tommy Tees.
1: Hell yeah. go follow Priya online you guys and go check out um go check out her shows dude and then i we'll have to link up i know that we um weren't able to get the next few months but i do want to have you come and do uh, my show in selena so i'll have to figure that out sometime soon yeah
2: sounds great